Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Shandor right now. It's going to be a quick show, a fast-moving show. Get in and share it if you like it. And if you hate it, let us know in the comments. And thanks to Jay Beatty for the beats. Shandor, what up, my man? Thanks for coming in. Hey, it's good to be back. It's been all, uh, not all, quite a year, but almost a year since I've been in the Jim Fan and Hot Seat. Oh, in the studio, yeah. Yeah, been we've been doing around. Zoom calls. Yeah. But now we're back. We're in person. It feels just, good. We've been through a lot in the last year. It's crazy times, man. Oh, my goodness. It's good to see you. Yeah, you too. All right, we're going to flip over to here. My message to the world is uh, I love Jim Fannin, and you should too. <laughs> What's not to love? So, uh, brother, talk about a little bit about what's happened over the last year. Um, uh, where do we begin? Yeah, I don't know. It's I want to talk about what's ha- happened over the last five years because well, five years ago I was a lefty, mm-hmm. and the left is has gone mad. Like, yes. I mean, they just we're not able to have educated discussions or debates without you know being called radical or white supremacist or whatever. So at the the ideological drift or gap or whatever has increased. Yes. As far as I can tell. To and the I, point now where passports, medical passports are um, being enforced and proposed in various jurisdictions, yeah. including being advocated here by uh, local media. And that's one of the things we'll talk about today. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I'm not sure if it's a left or right thing anymore. Actually, I think that is a as it always was, a false dichotomy and a bit of a trap. Uh, we've, uh, those of us on the so-called right, who have basically just been pushed out of the left, um, uh, it's not really left or right anymore. It's, it's kind of up or down. It's freedom or authoritarianism. And uh, so if the left represents authoritarianism, then they can keep the title left. Um, the right is claiming the title of, of freedom and and the so-called left is is claiming the title of um getting into your body and telling you what to do with it um perhaps 
ironically, considering the the my body, my choice philosophy. Um, so those are some of the things we'll talk about. I mean, one year ago yesterday, I was uh, on my uh, on my knee with a window scraper, uh, peeling up stickers at a shopper's drug mart. I mm. uh, created a viral video that was seen actually very, very well in the States. A lot of retweets and a lot of stuff happened. Um, a lot of people were like, yeah, oh, guy's my hero. And other people were like, what an asshole. And it was a, it was a big thing. And at the time, I mean, I, I didn't really see any, I didn't really see any uh, protesting uh, the so-called new normal. And my, my, my point at the time was to let others know that they weren't alone and that it was time to act against it. Um, people said, oh, you're afraid of stickers. And they, actually, I was never afraid of stickers. I was afraid of the psychological war, which we are now one year into, which has gotten to the point of apartheid and segregation. It's gotten to the point of dehumanization, demonization, and vilification uh, of a so-called minority. Um, a minority who, uh, for whatever reason, will not or cannot uh, take the in experimental injection. And so uh, that could represent as many as 25% of the population, according to the numbers. Uh, Niagara Region says they're up to 60% fully vaccinated. And... Uh, uh, there's a strange philosophical um, failure from uh, from this influencer class who no longer defend minorities and minority views, but use the numerical inferiority, the being a minority, as a reason to dismiss them, us, to dismiss us for being the minority. Yesterday, Dr. Herji did a media conference and at that conference he said that there's a hardcore anti-vax component that he says is eight percent so if that's true that is a sizable minority actually uh and uh i do believe that our values have been in defense of minority rights um including up and up to and including the the rights of the individual uh the ultimate minority is the is you is the singular person and that's why is and you you know talk about the last five years you know i'll borrow borrow from jordan peterson in that um that western western civilization realized that the ultimate minority is the individual and developed a philosophy around protecting the rights of the individual and we are now at the precipice, the very edge, the turning point of everything in the war against the individual. There's my opening remarks. How you folks doing? How are you doing today? Yeah. So, I mean, a whole year of this. Um, I mean, you've seen me go on this uh, this journey. So one year ago, I was scraping stickers. Then we, we got into protesting, which is more of a conventional form of... of um, of, uh, activism yeah it's more conventional to to be a dissident protester than to be a sticker sticker peeler um and so we were demonized and vilified in the uh in the media in the fall as as just simply anti-maskers and of course the vaccine hadn't yet been introduced into the into the public and that wasn't that wasn't the the argument being had at the time although the those of us who were protesting were always more concerned about the direction of society 
um, that masks represented uh, than necessarily the danger of the piece of cloth itself. Um, and look at the direction of society we're in now. So um, remember last time I was I was here in, this, in the studio, I went through a story about a Port Colborne woman who um, made some comments about how she was chased out of a grocery store and posted it to the Hugs Over Masks group. And then Grant LaFleche saw it and said, Miss, this has nothing to do with segregation. This has nothing to do with Jim Crow laws. You are really exaggerating. Well, look at us now. The very same media entities, Grant LaFleche, Niagara Dailies, are promoting apartheid through vaccine passports. Um, she was right. Now, it wasn't necessarily about the mask. It was about the direction of society. And I wasn't right. I, I was right. It wasn't necessarily about the, the stickers. It was about the psychological war. Uh, that's what I said in the media when I was quoted, that this is a psychological war. And, um, well, we all know it. Now it's one year later. And a year ago, I felt alone. And I knew I wasn't alone, but I took a leap of faith mm. that I would discover that there were others like me. We don't need to take a leap of faith now. There is a huge contingent of people who are absolutely obsessed with this issue rightly. And the issue, of course, isn't just the vaccine itself. It's the it's the mandating. It's the it's the forcing the vaccine on the population is this is outrageous. Um, yeah, I said in the show yesterday that uh, a few months ago, I said, I'll give the sheep for lack of a better term i know it's derogatory but the people that haven't researched any of the masking or like done their homework on what the death rate is or you know i'll give them another year until i will no longer excuse them for not being able to look back in their personal experience over the last two years and realize that this has not affected their life in in any capacity hardly at all compare that to the lockdowns and to the overreaction to what we did thinking it was a a four percent kill a mortality rate like we based everything on four percent it's not close to four percent based on chinese propaganda Mm -hmm. uh which is proven which is proven in in multiple um reports multiple exposés um but of course that's a dangerous thing to say for some reason i mean just like it was dangerous to say there was a lab leak theory mm-hmm. you'd get wiped off of facebook and you get your posts deleted up until they said oh maybe that's a reasonable theory um which i mean which touches upon one of the core problems we have in in, in our society right now so you know i went through the protest phase and then winter came and so we all laid low and got extremely psychologically damaged by them canceling christmas and i mean and then and then in the media, all the way through January, February, and March, it was like, look, winter is when people die of respiratory illnesses. In his, Like, always, winter is when it's the mm-hmm. worst. But they were like, oh, my God, it's the worst of the worst. And it was like a lot of exaggerations, a lot of psychological manipulations. And then spring came around. And, uh, and then we have, you know, the February 13th story, which involves Alicia. We have the Alicia then becomes the prominent activist that she was uh, in uh, in April. And then you have the entire media class and political class calling for the arrests of peaceful protesters, which is what our spring was. So um, that was awful. 
Uh, it remains awful. Uh, so, I mean, just quickly to go through the story, uh, on April 10th, 1,500 people met at Alicia Herter's salon to protest lockdowns uh, and the effect they have on small businesses. Uh, they marched from salon to salon, from Alicia's business to Dennis Costantini's business, and then back. And as I said, the, the media and local politicians had a meltdown over that. And uh, Jim Bradley, for example, um, warned uh, against future protests because the, the you'll be arrested. So Alicia was charged. You were charged for speaking, Jim. Uh, and uh, I was charged for literally just walking, just being there on April 10th. And at the time, of course, Doug Ford was announcing, uh, was, they, they were wrapping uh, uh, plastic around items and saying that baby shoes were non-essential this is non-essential that's not essential so the the tyrannical overreach was demonstrating itself clearly in mid-april and therefore the public was both primed from a long winter and from the current events of that moment uh to protest and to speak up and uh and then that week in in mid-april they announced that police would have the powers to pull you over and ask you uh if you could uh where you're headed, mm. which uh, then the police services said, no, nah, we're not going to do that. And of course, the public, not just in Niagara, but all around Ontario, tens of thousands of people were out in the streets protesting that, that particular issue, motivated by that issue. April 17th, there was a protest in Niagara Falls, the one that Maxime Bernier joined. And uh, um, after that, Alicia and Cullen were charged with common nuisance. And they were told that they couldn't hold a megaphone. They couldn't distribute any promotional material for protesters. And uh, couldn't speak to each other. And they couldn't speak to each other. Uh, I was not not pleased with that turn of events and felt that I was just the natural guy to take up the mantle in terms of the issue. At the time, I wasn't even necessarily protesting lockdowns. I was literally protesting for the right to protest. Um, and I became, as I said in your show that month, a canary in the coal mine, I think. Uh, I mean, since there wasn't any protests since. Um, yeah, I was arrested. Uh, so we had a protest on May 1st, and then we had a protest on May 8th. Um, and on May 8th, I was physically arrested, incarcerated, and held 24 hours in, in jail, which, of course, we talked about prior on, on your show. Um and that's basically the sort of what what spring was and then after that i think the public was first of all if you're not getting anywhere with protesting why do it and secondly if you're going to be persecuted for it why do it so the public didn't necessarily in in niagara uh you know we don't really know where to protest we don't know when and everyone we would protest is in their little Homes, they're not at the government buildings, so there's a whole lot, a whole lot of reasons that the, the group is scattered. And then that leads us into the, the summer phase. And, and the summer phase for this movement has been kind of a disaster. Uh, not, not because of any, I don't say disaster, but I say there's a lot of bumps in the road that have really uh, demoralized me as a person who speaks up on these issues, who's made me feel like, okay, I... I don't know what to do with this. So, I mean, some of the issues were um, just like the political infighting that happens in the movement and, and that sort of things. 
Um, as well as well as the pre-Canada Day uh, demoralization demoralization campaign that came after the discovery of uh, Indigenous. Um, residential school burials the the entire attention discovery so they get a load of this so in april we have our movement waving the canadian flag as if it means something really relying on canadian patriotism as the the common unifying theme of the of the thing uh april 10th april 17th may 1st may 8th canadian flags and then June, it's like, you should be ashamed for being Canadian. That's the message we got. So we had a, and then we had to justify ourselves. Like, hey, we're proud to be Canadian. Uh, no, you shouldn't be. Uh. And it's actually really, it was very derailing. Um, it just sort of, it's like a, like a, it was an attention suck. So, um, and then there's a couple of other things that, that came up. And maybe we can talk about them when we go through the comics. So, so I got to a point where I was a bit frazzled or I didn't really know how to engage in these issues anymore. I should mention that when I was arrested, and you, probably most of our viewers know this, I, my Facebook was deleted. So, and it was deleted because I posted screenshots of articles where I criticized the articles, Grant LaFleche articles. Grant LaFleche himself went through those posts and flagged them as copyright, and so Facebook closed my account and I lost 10 years of work because of Grant LaFleche. So I think it's very important to remember. And the psychological impact of that was, well, I built a house. I built the ho uh, all my content, all my work, 10 years of stuff on Facebook. Why would I type a single le like letter into that comment box if they're just going to delete it at any point? So my, my investment totally changed with Facebook. Um, is like, I'm not going to just write huge ass. I mean, I do now it's been like three months and I've kind of recovered and I have a new profile and I've built up a, the audience back. But at the time I just wanted to stop being a keyboard warrior. And I guess I, I became more of the artist. So I, I'm a, I'm a graphic designer. I went, I went to school for journalism. I was a graphic designer for years. If, if, if I wasn't so scattered by the uh, psychological war we're in, I'd be a video game developer. So I'm, I'm a creative person. So I kind of wanted to get back in touch with my roots. So I started making uh, political cartoons in order to uh, respond and, and, and hit back at, these, uh, at the influencers who've been manipulating us over the, last, over the last year. And of course, there's really none other than in terms of me being the, I mean, we've talked about it on, our, on, on your show multiple times. The media bias and the bullying of Grant LaFleche is legendary. And even a schmuck like me can gain, uh, not gain, but like receive or engage in other people's agreeing with it that this guy's a schmuck. He's, there's, a, there's a problem with the, uh, with the journalism that comes out of, out of LaFleche in particular. And I call him Niagara's best journalist. Do we have uh, this art image on screen? Yep. So what do we have here? We're up right now. With the, uh, this is the first one. Can this is the first one. And uh, it really ca it almost encapsulates a lot of the themes we're dealing with um, up to this day. I mean, so we had like Senzik and we had LaFleche and we had all, pretty much all of the influencer class. Um, you know, hashtag uh, Team AstraZeneca or AstraZeneca Club or something. like. And so being in the club 
is is some sort of strange um i don't know how to put it uh it's a in society you're in trouble when the ruling class deem themselves to be clean and everyone else who doesn't conform to be the dirty this is a big problem uh, and so i represented it here in the most uh, exaggerated and dramatic senses i could is that in order to be in the club they're willing to invite the possibility of death into their lives. And this is a, a first level. This is my first drawing with yeah. my tablet. I have a drawing tablet, um, uh, XP pen drawing tablet. It's like, a, it's like a monitor that you can draw on. So I'm a Photoshop wizard and I, I can draw. So there we go. I love and the tattoo. We, yeah, he's got a snake tattoo uh, uh, for some reason. But, you know, that's that's cool. All right, so let's cycle through these. And yeah, let's take a look through a some of my comics. Of, uh, I was told, yeah. A narrative and uh, a little editorial. Right. So, I mean, I, the narrative has already changed Dr. since. Dr. Fierji. Yeah. The narrative is, has already changed since this artwork was created. Here, Herji's representing the choice of mask or vax. But no longer does that choice exist, according to the latest news. Now it's vax and continue to mask. Um, you could actually just switch out those images in his hands with water bottles because he claimed that the uh, two different types of vaccines were interchangeable technology, uh, just like two different brands of water. Um, unfortunately, uh, there are some countries that don't accept double vaccinated people as double vaccinated uh, if they've mixed and matched. And so even that phrase mix and match, I found was... Heard you use this phrase, hey, everyone, you can mix and match your vaccines. I'm like, what are they, flavors of ice cream? Like like uh, hockey cards? You right. Just make it fun, a little mix and mix matching. Mix and match. And like, now they're are, saying if you have an What is it, a dress and a pair of shoes? No, they say if you have an AstraZeneca and a Pfizer booster, you're not vaccinated. According to some countries, that's right. CDC, I think, said that it doesn't count as fully vaccinated. The, so, CDD, the CDC, why do we believe these people? Because they've been wrong on everything. And now they've turned around and said that the the reason for the flip-flop on the mask mandates is because vaccinated people are infecting other vaccinated people. That's their justification for the mask mandate. Can you believe this? Well, <laughs> they can still uh, carry the virus, according to what they're saying, and... Uh, and then give it to like your little uh, ten-year-old, apparently. So now they're coming after you. They're coming after the kids. Uh, of course, they're always coming after the kids. Uh, they have a very specific program in this case, uh, which we're going to touch upon because, uh, you know, in the in the spring summer, uh, they had that pop-up vaccine clinic in uh, in Toronto. So we'll we'll jump through the next image, and I think we'll get there. Joan Sharp is on uh, Facebook. Just said, "Please help to stop the pop-up clinic tomorrow at ninety-two fifty-nine Riker Community." Joan, House. you can't stop anything. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. What do you mean stop? Uh, beat the heat with Doctor Fierji. So this is when I really, really realized the power of transformative satire. So in the February thirteenth story, Grand Laflash reported that. Uh, on Facebook, somebody had commented on a Dr. Herji protest poster, let's put his head on a stick. And they used that to claim that Herji was threatened with beheading. And and if you recall, I'm sure you might, um, Doug Ford, Justin Trudeau, everyone retweeted, retweeted this story it, yeah. as, oh my God, threats against a public health Unacceptable. official. Unacceptable. Turns out the story was pretty much fake news. 
Um, and I dug into it through the February 13th story on Twitter, hashtag retract Feb 13, uh, hashtag Niagara's best journalist, hashtag fire the flesh. So this, uh, this artwork was a way to put his head on a stick as a joke. So let's put his head on a stick. Well, now you can have it as an ice cream and, um, you know, beat the heat. Fudged numbers. They actually use that phrase, beat the heat, in promoting their pop-up clinic, their, their vaccination clinic. It's really hot out, but it's cool in our clinic. I thought that was, <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, real caramel, fudged numbers. The coolest acting medical officer of health. <laughs> oh, man, it looks tasty. It does look tasty. Can you see that in the corner? Free magnets in every bite. Oh, man. <laughs> Flavor. That's right. Head so stick. this was a, a hit. Uh, people really were like, oh, my goodness. PCR-sickle. PCR-sickle. I never that's even right. saw that one. Yeah, so that's a, that. like, that's what, a what, dense, what super this? satire. <laughs> and it's, it's really transformative energy, I think, because you take the story, the February 13th, 13th story, where they, uh, they, I say, but, you know, the flash, the media... And then all of the political influencers uh, oh, to- totally exaggerated this phrase, let's put his head on a stick. Yeah, which so was, was satire, which was tongue-in-cheek in the first place. In the first place, yeah. yeah. I was like, whoa, like, what, what, you know, like, let's, like, an overreaction type of thing in jest. Absolutely. And you, you tracked him down, too. That's right. And you spoke to him, so. That's right. Rick you know, B, hashtag Rick B did nothing wrong. Yeah, and he was he story. was just blown away that any of this had blown up at, to begin with, and I appreciate you doing that. And similarly, I, I'd like to track down the guy that flew the reg, uh, the rebel flag off the boat in Fort Dalhousie. I do have it oh, somewhere yeah. the name of the right. boat, but you know that that guy was not he, like come on. He's right. got a rebel so what flag. happened was someone put up a Confederate flag on their boat in yeah. a, in a well, marina. Oh no, the, the, the Twitter blew up because somebody took a picture of it and right. says this is not an acceptable white supremacist. Blah blah blah. And the Port Dalhousie Yacht Club got. Uh, and by the way, it. they didn't win the argument about whether or not it's acceptable. The guy took it off his boat, so his boat doesn't get damaged, so that vandals don't come. So I mean, I'm getting the Confederate it's not, flag. It's not about rational who's right, who's wrong. It's about intimidation and bullying, right. as per usual. Next up, ah yes, <laughs> Niagara's. I love best how you journalist. got the uh, raised eyebrow. What is it about the selfie that the guy cannot stop yeah. raising his eyebrow? Raises yeah, no, eyebrow. it's not like that normally. Like what up, yo? <laughs> well, he's you know he's he's. Are, you know, he's, he's sussing you out. He's like, are you sure about that? <laughs> Everyone loves a good raised eyebrow. And this is a phrase that uh, LaFleche uses all the time on Twitter. Uh, context is for kings. And this is a Trek quote? It's a start. It's a new Star Trek Discovery quote. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> he uses gifts to close off his threads. Yeah. Like, from Star Trek Discovery, context is for kings. <laughs> the guy miscontextualizes things all the time. All the time his whole his whole political manipulation is to miscontextualize and things. not only that he's corrupting young and common uppers like uh musa is right it, is, this, is that his name musa imran who covered yeah. our uh, our may first he protest. did a nice job and i spoke to him he was very nice you always know who the media guys are at the uh at the protest because they're wearing a mask because they get the masks on 
And the one guy that I walked, like, you know, I'm not a protester, I'm not a marcher, but I became one this year. I, I marched once, and I spoke at a protest as an MC, and then spoke as an activist, I guess, the second time. But, you know, the one guy was just being a complete dick with me. He wouldn't answer. I'm like, who, who are you with? None of your business. I'm like, I don't have to tell you anything. I'm like, oh, okay, dude. So then I started mocking him as we were walking. Every time I ran into him, I gave him a hard time. But... Uh, when I was standing beside Musa, I said, who are you with? He said, Naga this week. I went, well, welcome to the game, obviously. But, and just made some small talk with him, but he was very yeah. friendly. Yeah, nice guy. And then when I read the account of what happened. We were all shocked how I fair was, it was. Yeah, it was It was. And then was what good article. Did. Like, it, there was no, nothing out of context. There was no axe to grind. There was no narrative that was being promoted. And then Grant gets a hold of it. Right. Once a couple people went, hey, well, this is, this is actually a decent job by a local media guy and Grant goes it. yeah and then you know claimed everything was out of context and next thing you know we got a massive edit to the original article yeah they edited the article i mean the flesh added like this doesn't include context like the previous rally had said it's a satanic agenda it's like well i organized this rally so the previous rally isn't relevant you know like so like he tries to include his narrativization through uh, what he thinks are like kind of these satanic agenda. So LaFleche is uh, always taking hot takes on the toilet. And there was one hot take he took that inspired this particular artwork. Uh, but I don't remember what it is. <laughs> Did I have a <laughs> screenshot of there? No. Uh, there might be a, a hot take screenshot. No. That's all right. So... Uh, you know, this was me just really starting to get into the style. The, um, there was a caption in this, though. The king on his throne, right? The king on his throne. And you know what? This post was flagged king for and bullying and harassment <laughs> by none other than the king himself. <laughs> and as a, a as a satirist and as an artist, that is one of the most satisfying things. Mm, I that. Right? I get canceled because you're... T- <laughs> And it shows his hypocrisy too, because this started with Andy Gill back in the day. I I learned this: you you can't make fun of people publicly, even in good nature, without them getting pissed off. And then next thing you know, they're serving you with libel suits. Like Andy Gill tried to sue, threatened to sue me through Chris Biddle, his attack dog lawyer at the time, Uh but when I was at the station, when I was at six ten, right. I mean, just phone calls, and basically it was because I was mo- I was making fun of him because he pulled out of parole gloves, and then he pulled out of the election, and I would just I'd call him a quitter. I was just, just yeah g- grinding on him, right? And well, I mean, this, that's me, what I'm saying with the hypocrisy here is is that so Laflesh is someone who goes out and criticizes people all the time, mm-hmm. and if one of them what tried to delete his material, uh, let's say he goes out and criticizes a public figure, which you are Grant, I, I goes out and criticizes a public figure, and then. He finds out, like, let's say, for example, he, he makes a post about Dave Bilesma, and then he finds out that Dave Bilesma flagged that post for harassment. Is that a legitimate action? No, it isn't. What a hypocrite. Right? It's not legitimate for this post to have been flagged for harassment. It's a criticism of a public figure. You're full of shit, Grant. <laughs> Sue me for that. Oh, you're all racist. Yes. Why, can you not make Carrie Porter's mouth a little hotter in the cartoons, man? That's 
come on. I, I mean, I, I spent an extra does, minute or two on that. That does not do justice to her the construction and the. What's your deal with his mouth? With her mouth? <laughs> Is it just because it's an ongoing joke at this point, or no? I mean, she has a remarkable. I like her mouth. Oh, you! It's I think she's got a great it's mouth. Sincere, it's your sincere. Oh, feelings. absolutely! Okay. I'm not mocking it. Okay, just to be clear, I think it's hot. Just to be clear, <laughs> wow! Why not? Why can't know. you have those feelings? Oh, I, exactly, and I don't like the last time I was in her presence was at uh, warehouse. It was for the uh, right. I was what was I? I was a judge in some drag queen show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> oh, times have changed. And we were at the bar at the back of the room. I can't remember who I was with at the time. Oh, one of the organizers was with ECT or something like that. I think it was an ECT thing or, or show suitcase theater. I don't know. Is it the same thing? But anyway, it it was a blast, and we had a nice conversation at the bar. Like I don't. Know. Yeah, but what does that have to do with anything? Well, I just don't know where like. Well, I don't know why why you can't be civil and why you can't disagree with each other. And you know, I mean, I have fun. My, I do comedy. I do pol political commentary on right. the regular. And it's, you know, I've only just recently been brought back to the local issues because some of them are important to me. But for local politics, I haven't paid attention. I haven't watched a council council meeting in a long time, in years. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like many of these people that I was friendly with or can see now and have a beer with hopefully i don't know but i just don't know where all of a sudden like i'm a fucking monster now well you like, are jim take the diaper off your face fanning and she is carrie wear, wear a mask, mask porter so what though well well you all you also criticized her bestie mm -hmm. uh which uh yeah. i think deserves a a rebuke uh against carrie for having for having how she reacted to that whole moment in uh well yeah in if your it life. wasn't for carrie that thing nobody would have seen that thing because it was on rumble yeah so i don't know how bit you yeah oh yeah it was bit you i keep saying rumble but bit shoot's even more an esoteric kind of like play, hard place to find and that was in my stat that was a stopgap between uh my youtube channels that's right jim fannin did nothing wrong yeah. i mean uh at the time i thought oh you shouldn't have said that then i heard the whole context the whole context is totally kosher, no problems. It's a, they they it's a, they it's took a, it out of context. It's a bit. It's a they gag. took it it's way out of context hilarious. and then put it into the media. You have a full quote. Yeah. Why do you hate Christians, you dumb fucking kind? Yeah. No, why do you hate Christians so much? We built your society. No. no. You explain it after. No, that was it. Really? Yeah, I guess was, you got to burn it into you your memory. Christmas, why do you hate Christians so much? Either we or they built your society. Yeah. You well, dumb, you dumb fucking cunt. Like it's yeah. like a, my point it's is a, they only Ricky ever Gervais say the last expression. They only just say the one word. Even if you put right, you, you dumb fucking. It's cunt, totally, it sounds totally different. nuts. <laughs> well, the reason I made this artwork is as specific context, and I'd like to touch upon it. So, on the April tenth protest from Alicia's, uh, right. Carrie went there and followed along, and then made a series of uh, of posts and including videos accusing the movement of being enmeshed with white supremacy. Um, QAnon. Now, we should talk about this for a second because I think you had Dennis on your show. Dennis is coming on Friday. Dennis was on your show and he's coming back, Dennis Constantini. Yeah, Friday. The a... former owner of... Friday, 3 p.m. Evolution everyone. Hair Salon mm -hmm. uh, was scandalized to the point of being, in his view, run out of town. Yeah. Uh Carrie Porter scandalized the protesters, which directly 
she directly, not indirectly, directly called Dennis Constantini enmeshed with white supremacy. He's the face of that protest. She said that protest is racist. Her little gaggle and gang of thugs or snobby keyboard little warriors. Twitter keyboard yep. warriors mm-hmm. uh, took that seriously and allowed him to be castigated as a racist. And so look at the reaction on this post. How many likes does it have? Uh, 24 reactions, eight comments, eight, four shares seen by 126. I'm sure it's seen by a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 24 reactions on a page with 150 people. They all already know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't have to explain it. I don't have to contextualize it. All these people who were part of that protest were absolutely livid. Here's a hashtag for you to look up, folks. Hashtag women against Carrie Porter. I have yeah. screenshots of dozens or a dozen women in response to the issue we're talking about when she said, oh, you're enmeshed with white supremacy. Mm-hmm. And she went off about Rebel News yeah. and so on and so forth. Gavin McInnes. Here's the deal. Oh, yeah. And she dunked on Gavin as don't, if Gavin McInnes is a terrorist. Don't do Gavin McInnes dirty, man. Oh, I can't say I, this on, t- on Facebook. Boy. We don't, can't talk about the Proud Boys on Facebook. <laughs> we'll get censored. Exactly. But, uh, and she was so wrong with her information because Super she said wrong. when he was with Rebel News, he wrote uh, an article that said 10 things I hate about the Jews. Which and was a she joke She made a article, video right? about that. Yeah. And the reality is, <laughs> is Gavin McInnes was with Ezra Levant, a devout Jew, in Israel, right. speaking to a group of businessmen at a luncheon, right. Gavin broke out the bit. It's actually called 10 Things I Hate About the Motherfucking Jews. <laughs> That's the bit's name. <laughs> okay. And it's videotaped, and, right. and, and it killed. They loved it. Now, Ezra hasn't released that thing. No one's ever seen it. Really? There's just the rumor of the it rumor being done. Of this. I see. And the urban legend that it was a hate speech when it actually it was to a group of Jews in, in Israel. Well, and she know. couldn't have been no, more wrong, nor does she even have the mental complexity to, or interest to check it out. No, like, no, no, checking out something. thing. You just she, throw out the white supremacist she, thing. Uh, is she actual NDP or is she just like NDP adjacent? Because oh, no, I think she's a dipper for sure, yeah. Right, and mm-hmm. so she's about two or three weeks ahead of whatever the big guys say because she's, she's well-read, she's ideologically committed, and so when the NDP-type people are going to say something, she'll say it first. So she'll go off about the Proud Boys and then they'll go into the legislation Proud and say boys. that they're a terrorist group. You know, so so, yeah. so it's important to pay attention to the uh, no. the grassroots of these movements. Indeed, that's why someone like me was aware of social justice warriors and safe space and all that stuff, mm-hmm. because it's a university town in St. Catharines. It's a hipster town, and I used to live there and be part of it, and I see it firsthand. Let's see what else is going on here. Rob Primo says he's uh, livid. I am beyond angry. Oh man. <laughs> All right, well, we got I, I, I mean, I'm so angry that oh. I'm no longer able to carry it. I can't carry the anger. I can't express the anger. I can't feel the anger. Uh, uh, I'm like, I'm like a transcendental. Uh, it's like, it's like, it's like I, I ride the anxiety that I feel every day. So here's the thing. People are not very careful with their self-presentation and so they're just just sloppy they're just all over the place and they don't know how to spell 
And I would just like to encourage people. <laughs> Maybe I'm just an autistic, obsessive, compulsive person who checks over everything I write and makes sure it's spelled correctly. I don't and other like people are not. mistakes going out. And I don't edit posts uh, very seldom. If it's a the main post, but I don't even edit my, my spelling mistakes and comments. It's just you, you have those friends that edit every single comment multiple times once it's out there it's out there i don't care i'm and an I editor i, I do a nothing. lot of edits i delete nothing so my message to the public is check your spelling especially if you're calling someone an idiot you're an idiot no no look at this phrase enough is enough that's what i said when i was in shoppers drug mart peeling up stickers and now it's like in alberta there's a protest for lockdowns and restrictions and they're using the phrase enough is enough. Like really anyone can use the phrase enough is enough and has been used by everyone at all times. Mm -hmm. ah! <laughs> Dave Biles. Don't man. make this weird, Dave. Uh, <laughs> really is the perfect What's, tagline. Wow. You, uh, once again, oh yeah, okay. Oh, I have this badly cropped. Yeah, so I mean, we're looking at here... Uh, the circle jerk that is Niagara region politics and how Dave Bilesma, 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 Bilesma. I think both are, yeah. you'll go with Bilesma? Bill, I, we'll I accept say Bilesma, Bilesma, but uh, I think the Dutch uh, per, correct pronunciation is Bilesma. So. Well, I'm Shandor, not Sandor. Yeah, uh, yeah he doesn't exactly know. fit in with the milieu of the uh, the political circle jerk that happens there. Uh, this this You scroll up on the comments, this is based on a specific moment uh, September of 2020 Niagara region joined the mun inclusive municipalities something or other you scroll up mm -hmm. add more comments there you go yeah, if you click that so that's that's the real that's the the true moment um and that was them signing the... Phil's uh, one of the only one without a mask. And he was the only one without a mask. And people use this image as if this or as if that. Um, clearly, he's the one who, does, who who stands out in that regard. And there's a lot of, a lot of other things. A hashtag. This is a hashtag for you folks. Mayor Billsma did nothing wrong. Um, that's a hashtag I worked on a lot in January. A lot of my Facebook content was trashed. But if you go on Twitter, there's a lot of content there for that. I've been saying that Mayor Bilesma has been done doing nothing wrong since he said all lives matter on the radio. Um, mm -hmm. All lives matter is the superior moral position. Um, just full stop. Mm -hmm. uh, you Marxists, re revolutionaries who are using black people as tokens to exact your uh, revolution are morally inferior. So all lives matter is... So, you know, you remember we had the dog pile, the goose pile, uh, Walter Sanzig said um, that that's a dog whistle to white supremacy. No, it isn't. Um, <laughs> so on and so forth. So that's if you have escape. Now you'll see the artwork again. And, and that all those issues sort of wrap up into this um, into this artwork where oh no, that's the uh, that's the full screen. Where uh, and you can see in his in his right hand, he's holding the cross and they're holding each other's cocks. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I laughed. I worked. This took about 15, 10 to 15 hours of drawing. I was laughing the entire time. This is, this is devastatingly hilarious. And I know each one of these little fellas saw this artwork. 
because nobody could have resisted being like, oh my God, they did this. The greatest thing about this artwork is that somebody sends it to them. Okay? And 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 I get to absolve who's on Dave. The, who's on the far right? That's just Diodati. Oh. I get to absolve Dave of he's not the morally inferior entity here. They're all playing with each other's dicks. And he's got his hand on on the cross on God. So like it's too it's talk too, about this is this is narrative perfect. energy transformation. Uh, people need to share this stuff and use this stuff and download this stuff and post it in the comments. <laughs> the coloring <This> is, version. <laughs> yeah, team players play ball, Dave. Just in case. then with the caption, <laughs> Dave Bilsma ruined the coloring book too. Love it. Because they're like, oh, you ruined the photo op. Oh, Dave, don't make this weird. Like Dave Bilsma isn't the weirdo. You uh, communist socialists are the weirdo weirdos. I mean, and most of these mayors aren't actually communist or socialist. They're just weak-spined knee benders. Mm. Into that. Senzik's definitely like a socialist, though. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's a uh, what's the amphibian amphibian that changes its spots, colors, camouflages itself. No, you you're suggesting he's a chameleon. Yeah. He fits whatever the narrative of the day is, and he doesn't rock the boat, and he very rarely takes a strong, independent stand. He tests the water, he checks the wind, and he goes with what, what the way the wind's blowing. Now, whatever he thinks, whatever wave he can ride, that's yeah. going to be his. Well, and that wind is generated by high-powered fans called the mainstream media. So not just it's not just the wind, it's the engineered wind. Mm-hmm. He goes with the engineered wind, and then is lauded as a leader. Uh, Obviously, St. Catharines had mask mandates before Niagara Region did. Because St. Catharines did it, Niagara Region used that as a precedent. Oh, they're doing it. That means we can do it. Mm. St. Catharines expanded their mask mandate to include lobbies and elevators. Oh, let's do that. So uh, uh, Senzik and uh, St. Catharines have seven votes at Niagara Region. Uh, uh, Niagara Falls and Diodati have four votes, and then everyone else is two. Uh, maybe Welland is three. Um, that means that the St. Catharines is the power block in the Niagara Region political environment. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's right. I'll revisit, revisit oh, no. Carrie Porter for this one. Um I mean, I I don't entirely loathe Carrie Porter. I like a lot of the things that Carrie Porter mm-hmm. uh, talks about on uh, on social media and in her political. It's, I love bike lanes. Bike mm-hmm. lanes are great. Give me bike lanes. Give me you know water supplies. Give me irrigation. She, she's a, she's got a lot of good things to say, but then she's also ideologically possessed mm-hmm. and totally tarnishes any of the support or interest I might have had in the the good thing she has by mm-hmm. by being absolutely condescending. So here she is about to put her mask back on and realizing how good of a person she is. And it's that condescension and sanctimony which is just absolutely um, why she's famous, why I talk about her. I mean, I wouldn't ever think twice about her if she wasn't in our lives telling us what to do with them and saying she's a better person for it. Uh, Carrie...
Yeah, this was the week. This was the week that they were having free ice cream at Toronto uh, City Hall for children vaccinations, um, which was a moment that was very aggravating to the people uh, who are opposed to this stuff. There's a lot of ethical questions to be raised there, uh, and I tried to encapsulate it by um, the kid wanting a second dose right away because his ice cream ice cream melted. So. A little bit dark, actually, if you think about it. But speaking of dark, speaking of dark, speaking of dark. <laughs> there it is. So there's uh, Niagara's best journalist receiving his vaccination from a from a puppet who's being puppeted by uh, the WEF and uh, the CCP. Um, yeah, Klaus Schwab is a real person. He has a uh, very uh, outrageous things to say. Their whole, uh, the WF's agenda, the uh, Agenda 2030, it's real. It's all real. And uh, Grant, it says here, was reassured to know that the uh, system still works. So that's my, my message here is this is the system that he's reassured to know it works. And, of course, he's on his phone while he's, uh, while he's doing it. And this artwork was uh, a level up for me in terms of artistic capability. I had never really quite drawn a painting quite like this on my tablet and mm. and uh and even the black and white version is also which is there in the comments is also um striking and uh there it is i mean this is again just, uh, they say a picture a picture tells a thousand words so that's what this artwork is for is to encapsulate certain messages in inherent visual imagery the coloring book is really shaping up. <laughs> there's there's Klaus Schwab. See, I mentioned him right away. So there's Schwab. Um, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. So, you know, the debunkers, the people who call uh, protesters conspiracy theorists, never actually get to the heart of the matter, never actually acknowledge what's really being argued. Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, which represents... Uh, corporations and billionaires uh, have an agenda, have a program, have the money, and they're exacting their money. Uh, they're exacting their agenda. Uh, but here I belittle Schwab. He's, y y y you'll have nothing and you'll be happy. You won't even have your own body. You don't even have your bodily autonomy. You don't even have your own body. So there's the future for you, folks. Your head floating in a jar. And even... The top of the system loses their autonomy. Even Schwab, the figurehead of it, isn't really free. Ah, yes. Ah, my boy. I didn't know my boy was so well put together, yeah, man. Isn't he, Holy though? Damn. Damn, and, you know, he works on it. Yeah. we got to work on it to get it. Mm -hmm. Ooh, well, Lottie. I, I get it naturally. But According to my bail conditions, I cannot communicate directly or indirectly with Colin McDonald. Colin McDonald, everyone. Um, so, dude, what but was going listen, on with I'm the gonna tell. I'm going to tell everyone how I felt about it. Uh, when the Colin and Alicia and others put up magnet videos of them with, with coins on their chests, mm -hmm. uh, that was very disturbing. It was disturbing because I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear that shit from these people. We didn't really even win the argument about masks, which is like legitimate science that there's lots of studies. Mm -hmm. Now you're making videos of coins on your chest? Dear God. Brother, I went to jail standing up for your rights. 
And then you made a video that you're magnetic. I can't tell you how demoralizing this was for me because doesn't it make you curious as to what it is? Is it just does natural? it make me curious? Yeah, like There's, you know about the Overton window. Yeah, you know what that is. Yeah. Do you think magnets sticking to your chest are part of the public's <laughs> Overton window right now? Is that uh, using the argument what I use with a friend of mine that every time he goes, I mean, he he's anti-vaccine. So I said to him, listen, there's many good, solid, found, you know, well-researched reasons to be against a vaccine whether it's the low fatality rate or that's maybe it's a religious objection to it or or just i'll take my chances um anytime you go lucifer and the mark of the beast right you blow all those arguments out there's so many good arguments to use right as soon as you go six 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 number of the beast then you're right nobody everyone just laughs at you even though it's true even though if you look up the patent number, it is 2020-060606. That is true. Doesn't necessarily mean it's persuasive. Mm -hmm. And oh, I, found, I found that this moment was, was counter-persuasive. And, well, and it gave ammo to our opponents who just simply have to say, they think they're magnetic. <laughs> and nobody's going to actually well, entertain that conversation. With people, it I'm on the inside of this movement. I don't want to have this conversation. Do you think people outside of this movement want to have this conversation about whether or not you're magnetic? Anyway, I don't want to go on too much about it. I love the guy. I respect him. But this moment hurt me, and I wanted to re reflect that artistically. And so I just... And I tried to do it with a little bit of love. You know, he looks good. He's well-stacked. <laughs> Babe Magnet, shocked to learn he's a literal magnet. I'm not saying he Big isn't. Man. I'm saying it wasn't a great moment of persuasion as the leader of a of a protest movement. That was that was my point of view. I guess we can move on from it. Uh, it makes me a little nervous because I don't want to dunk on the guy. I love the guy. I do too. Now here's a guy oh, I do want to dunk on. Wrap. This was a great moment. Remember when Justin Trudeau said to uh, G8 reporters, he said. Um, we are doing things, it's G7 now, right? We are doing things here at the G7 that will last into the future long after the newspapers you reported are wrapped in fish. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's great. So that I, took, great. I took the February 13th story uh, headline, uh, lockdown protesters threaten chief medical of health, and I wrapped it in fish. And I made one of my favorite paintings. I just love this artwork. I just think it... I want to get this printed. I think it'd be nice as a as a plaque. I'm going to send it to Alicia. You know, I think that's just a nice little piece of uh, bathroom artwork just to remember it forever. Mm -hmm. And this we are cultural producers now. And when you transcend when you transcend just being a commentator into being a cultural producer, you take all of the history that led up to the creation of that artwork and you turn it into something like I took all the energy out of that narrative and I turned it back around on them. I, I wonder if their behavior is changing because of the way we engage them back. So the last time I was on the show with you was to talk about um, when Biddle and the others dunked on Jeff. I haven't seen them act like that since because guess what? I'm a propaganda master. There is no one who can do graphic design or artwork like I can. And to put them in my scope, artistically speaking, and take the headshot. I did it day after day in June and July. They don't fuck with us in the same way. Bring it on. Because I will continue to take artistic headshots on you people. 
And so it became the logo. Welcome to WTFN2. Of course, WTFN2 exists because my Facebook account was deleted. And so I started face WTFN2. I couldn't even access WTF Niagara at the time. Um, so I just started a, a new version of it. But once we regained access to WTF, thanks to you, you had, for some reason, been given admin capabilities. You brought me on board with WTF Niagara. And uh, from that moment, I was able to switch WTFN2 to be exclusively comics. So I've produced maybe 30, 35 comics in the last uh, two months. And so that's what we're going through here. This is, this is actually a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so some of these we can't really get too much into. This is when uh, uh, they unveiled the pride flag. Who's in bed? What's that? Scene one, who's in bed? Who's in bed? Yeah. In scene one? Well, that's just uh, a couple of guys. <laughs> no, no one specific. There's no one specific. No, that's just that's the cop and his, and his uh, lover. Okay. Yeah. And so they get woken up in the middle of the night, um, <laughs> called down to the station, and... Yeah, and so this was like really fun to produce. A totally new artistic, <laughs> and I got to do the birth giver of mercy joke because everyone was like, "That was the meme of that week," which was like, "You can't say mother; you have to say birth giver." And so, uh, I mean, I don't condone um, the vandalism, but I understand. Uh, well, no, my point was I don't condone the vandalism, but there was the uh, the the overreaction or the. The just, yeah. just the reaction. That, oh my God, no! This is Who could have ever crime. predicted that there'd be yeah. burnouts this on the prize? This is obviously a message from a homophobic person. No, like, it's, it's just like you're gonna paint stuff on the street. It doesn't matter what was on the street. Yeah. Somebody's gonna want to do a burnout on it. Yeah. I, I guess break torque is not a thing. People don't know what a break torque is. Everyone laughed at me on TikTok. When well, I, I'm, I mean, I'm quite sure that this was intentionally done vandalism, specifically as a, as a political. Maybe, maybe not. Though. There's a lot more skid marks on it now. <laughs> Have you been by it recently? No. Yeah, I, it's black all over. I wouldn't dare show my face in that communist <laughs> shithole. Yeah, there's a lot more rubber on it now. Oh, Biddle. Biddle. You know what inspired this one? Chris Diddle. Well, do you know what's inspired this one? Uh, the Fred Bowering. Mm. Fred Bowering made a post about how he was collecting needles. He quit, eh? Well, he said he'd give it up. No, he's not taking. He's not doing it anymore. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, that's. I mean, he's quit for as long as he can handle quitting until somebody has to do something. So he's quit once before. Oh yeah. Um, and the point of this artwork was to just articulate how at Biddle's own community office there are needles left around on the stoop there, and uh, he's just gonna you know just take a big step over. He's gonna step over the human detritus and uh, needles in order to go about uh, being a glad-handing politician. Um, yeah. I remember. <laughs> there we go. Now you're making an appearance here. Wow, I put some weight on, too. I never wore a flip-flop in my knife. Yeah. MPP, MPP. Was that specific to the music we were playing that's, that day? That's, Why you know me? That's <laughs> Oh, oh, okay, okay. Oomp, oomp. Yeah, I mean, I had only, at the time I drew this artwork, I only heard the beginning of the story of what was taking place at the beaches. This was like the first weekend. I didn't actually see your any of your material at the time. Okay. And I just simply saw that you had been, uh, you or someone was chased out of the beach for playing some music. 
And so then I, this is how I artistically represented it. Remember in the comments though, we'll scroll up when you ask that better not be me. <laughs> and then I change it up for a bit for you. So let's just give them this one too. There's you buddy. There's you. If it was you, that's what it would Bigger balls too. Yeah, everyone, can you share this version of me? <laughs> like it's yeah, so much just better. the ones to share. Is, I think it's closer to yeah, reality so, than this one. Oh my oh god! Somewhere in between. Well, of I'll course, the coloring. <laughs> yeah. Oh come on, man! Whose kid does it? I'm going to take this over to my five-year-old friend. Please She'll do. Love Somebody it. should definitely color this. One. I need. My idea with the uh, the proportions of the body was to <laughs> average you with the average Canadian at the beach in my mind. And so, That's because me. it's not just you, it actually isn't you being chased off the beach with the speakers. It's really anyone. Mm-hmm. It's them being like masked up control freaks and you just trying to, you representing the guy just trying to have fun. Mm-hmm. The guy just trying to unload, relax, you know, enjoy his day. I do like the second version much better. Thank you. I think I'll use that as Well, a you know, you are my friend, picture. so <laughs> you get advantages. Oh, sugar. I uh, click the roll. Okay, here we go. Oh shit, we gotta we gotta roll, man. We, we, yeah, we've been at this an hour already. Yeah, well, we're gonna go. Pride so, Pride Cop, Cop Two. Yep. The joke here is, of course, that uh, the chief of police is like bursting in. We need we need a suspect right away. This is a top priority. Uh, what's it say? I got the mayor up my ass. Social media is a feeding frenzy. And then you have a whole bunch of them like build back better. And you got a little tiny Carrie Porter down there being like, this just proves why the pride, the pride crosswalks necessary. Stuff like that. Next. Check it out. WTFN two. <laughs> this is one of the first ones I this did. This is kind of hot. Well, you know, <laughs> I like how I didn't represent her in any like submissive way. Because that'd be like, oh my god, how dare you? No, she's the dominant one. She likes being the dominant one. You're a cheeky bastard. Uh, and <laughs> what what is the quotes there? The lines. Is it spanking time again, Laura? You're, You're so bad, so Jim. bad, Jim. Oh god, Whacked. this is awful. <laughs> yeah, I did this one of the and first ones I did. The note on the on the desk. Why, why I hate Jim Fannin. Yeah. And why you should too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so haven't heard from Laura Ip in a long time. So no. after the uh, the Pi Day hashtag Pi Day Meltdown, look it up on Twitter. Uh, after the Pi Day Meltdown, Laura Ip, an elected member of regional council, uh, d- 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 went private with her mm-hmm. Twitter account and has been operating in a private Twitter account ever since. Um if anyone knows you and knows the story, they know that there's a strange uh, hate obsession that they have with you. And I was psychoanalyzing it jokingly that actually it has to do with uh, repressed sexual domination feelings. He says at the bottom there, Laura promptly fired her hypnotherapist, her new hypnotherapist, her new hypnotherapist, because this is not what she wants to be thinking. It's like, Oh, why do I hate Jim? I just want to spank him so bad. Well, oh man, I really puerile. This I, is puerile humor, Jim. Josh Denny said to me yesterday that people that don't know him don't hate him; they hate what he represents in their life. So when he looks at someone and he has hateful feelings or a strong, a strong you know, uh, 
negative feelings towards someone, he go, he tries to look at well, like what's going on with me here. Um, wow, that's uh, insightful. Yeah, that's insightful. I, I don't spread that. I don't expect that to spread around too much because like people are not good at taking personal responsibility. I'm, you know, I'm not the guy that shows up late and says, oh, this and that reason, oh, the traffic and this and that. First of all. I try never to be late. I'm always early. Like today, like people are surprised when you get a message. That's I'm, right. I'm running a bit early. You're pulling me out of my house yeah, early. You know, like if, I mean, I'll sit and wait until the scheduled time, but I'm there 10 minutes at least early, right? There I know, you go. I know, like my word is pretty important, but uh, personal responsibility is not something that these guys look at. Like I've got a buddy of mine that told me. That's oh, right. I, I have know, artwork about that. About, about I mean, the integrity, that. you know, these poor people are spending so much energy defending themselves because what? Because, you know, the Douglas thing, that whole like, um, right. That's the pie day meltdown. Really unfortunate. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know that. I mean, we've discussed that before. I have artwork about it. So I have a pie day artwork. We'll get to, Mm -hmm. um, anyways, I thought this was great. Yeah, well, this was one of the first ones I did, and I took a couple weeks not to post it mm-hmm. because I wasn't sure if it was until I figured out the line at the bottom. So I didn't have a line at the bottom at first. It was just the artwork, mm-hmm. and it seems a little bit too, like, like well, I'm not in her head. I don't really know what she's thinking, but then I made it into a joke. Like, the hypnotherapist put it in her head, so it's like, okay, it's a joke. She probably It's probably in a folder. Marked Shandor on her computer under the harassments that Laura Ip has, yep, yep, has received uh, from us for criticizing an elected member of part of uh, the regional, regional government cousin. who's pro mask, pro lockdown, and very smug and arrogant towards those who try to criticize those positions. Trust the science. Uh, I'm looking pretty good there, and uh, I don't, I don't mind being the guy that's. You know, the subject of being dominated in a cartoon, anyway. In the cartoon, in, in right, real okay. In life, that shit just doesn't right. go down. And so, <laughs> and so here we have, uh, um, that's me in the middle, and and I've touched upon some a lot of the stuff we talked about. These are a lot of the characters that we've been dealing with. you got my, my wife on the left, you've got the chief of police on the right, you've got Laura Ip over there in the corner, you've got LaFleche uh, uh, huddling with his newspaper and... and and Needle, you've got Hergy saying mix and match. You've got Carrie Porter saying wear a mask. On the other side, you've got Bilsma saying get your vitamins. You've got Cullen saying do your research but holding a magnet. you got Alicia there cutting up a Section 22 in Hergy's face. Um, and uh, and you got my little my friend there in the far corner. That's my friend who was not really interested in the drama, so he kind of pieced out. So I mean... Uh, I'm like, it's not like stuck in the middle, but it's kind of like I feel kind of alienated or... Like, I don't, like, where do I fit in in this whole thing? How do I fit into this whole thing? So this is just an artwork being like, WTF? This was me reflecting on myself. Maybe it was just like you were just suggesting. Um, how do these people psychologically figure in my own, in my own projections of, of my feelings of myself? Just a piece of art. It seemed to resonate with people because they, mm. they know what's going on and they also feel centered out and and isolated i mean we are in the era of systemic isolation so even from my own friends and allies and accomplices i feel alienated and isolated and even from my own family look at the look on my wife's face there and the baby you know like hey 
they need me too. And I'm, I'm drawing. I was for the last two months I drew, I stopped now. My, I put my tablet away. I was obsessively drawing. We're talking like eight to 10 hours a day. I was cranking it out. I'm highly motivated. And the previous efforts I had been through, which we talked about in this episode, um, weren't, weren't, weren't giving me the satisfaction or, or, or any results. So, so I was getting into art and so that was what was taking place at the time. Ah, simplicity. I mean, what do you see here, Jim? Boomerang. Yeah, kind of that boomerang effect of, uh, I mean, what kind of person is throwing the throwing the pendulum? A green-haired, yeah. A- angry. And what kind of person is she throwing it at? Just a very calm dude, businessman. So you could say maybe like a feminist throwing a, hurtling a, a pendulum at a conservative. Right. All he has to do is be like, mm. And then all the bullshit that they throw hits the mat, hits, hits themselves, because uh, they throw out a lot of negative energy, and then yeah. a lot of us try to interfere in that. And maybe it's best to just kind of take a step back sometimes. Yeah, like, well, we t- Josh Denny and I talked about this yesterday. You know, my haters are my best salespeople. Right. I make a joke. I call someone an unfriendly thing. I mock them. You know, for and which was actually based in a, you know something I strongly believe in. You know, like not killing babies after six months in the womb. You know, um, and that video blew up. I mean, it's got over three thousand views on BitChute. I think okay. I never did transfer it over to YouTube or to the podcast for whatever. You're talking reason. about the scandalized video. Yeah, yeah. But they sold that thing for me. Right. You know, like it and it, you know, people say to me, Jimmy, don't let the message get lost in your foul language. And they do have a point. True, I true. understand the point. Yeah. But on the other hand, in this case, my foul language was the reason that anyone anyone was talking about what I said. Yeah. You know, like the fact that she was a hypocrite and an atheist and targeting Christians by tweeting Jesus fucking Christ all the time, which I just that doesn't even offend me as a Christian. It, it makes my skin crawl. I've got a bad relationship with the Lord's name in vain. I just don't like it. Um, yes, yes, yes. And it's not really got anything to do with my faith. I think it's disrespectful. That kind of turns me off. But It's actually the hypocrisy you're, you're really more disturbed about than yeah. any of the particulars. So I, I you know, do a comedy bit, and they turn it into hate and then propagate it through the media— and it's, you know, yeah, I they, took a lot of hate mail for it. Yeah. But I mean, and, you know, I'm more prominent now than I've ever been just because I called somebody a name and they well, took offense to it. So and because you didn't if disappear. You're in my, if you're in my shoes or, or if, you know, roles are reversed, I'd like, like, the cool thing would have been to say, oh, Fannin, whatever. He says stuff. I'm not giving any more. Right. They should have done to, the whole. Yes, and then up. it goes away. Right. But if you want to use it for political ammunition to silence or to fundraise, right. you notice she was also saying, oh, I don't know if I could ever run again. Dude, I did you the biggest favor by solidifying your group. Sure. Everyone came together. Sure, sure, I did sure. you a huge favor for yeah. your campaign. Like, I, yeah, that's... Yeah, a, well. Give give the guy some credit, would you? Man, it was the it was the best thing that ever happened to you. Me doing an off the cuff, you know, rude right. remark, but then it was Carrie Porter that found it, supposedly brought it to Laura Yep, played it for her months and later, and then went to the media. 
And then and drudge then it up again and again. Normally, the way Laura likes to come off is, no, I'm taking the high road on this. I don't care what that that's guy right. says. That's right. That week that But as soon she... as Bill Sawchuk or Grant LaFleur, right. your boyfriend, calls, then it's like, oh, 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 well, forget the high road. I'm getting down with this. I'm going to make this into the most, uh, how much sympathy can I generate out of this? Right. What she used it for. Yeah. And she, uh, she did that in April. While she was calling all the protesters racist, she took a some sort of victory lap over you because she tried to get Jim Doudowdy not to come on your show. Mm-hmm. And so she, uh, we're talking about Carrie Porter, um, drudged all that back up. It got all drudged back up into the media. Mm-hmm. And that's what I said earlier in this, in this episode of the show. Uh, they only used half your quote. Mm-hmm. Like, to the point where Bob Cowan's asking Jim, you know, how come you're going on this Jim Fannin show? I mean, it's, he's made incendiary comments before and accused of misogyny and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, props to Jim. He, he came on the show, yeah, but he yeah. also white knighted a little bit about when he was on with CHCH. He said, well, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I like to shine some light in the dark corners. Oh, like okay. I'm the well, dark corner. Like, welcome to, to the me. dark corners. Like, I, well, I took him to, ta- I told him that when we were live. Yeah, I said, yeah no, exactly. Don't white knight me too much there, bro. Or on yeah. my behalf. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway, so, oh. Now we're getting into Canada classic. today. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Here's, so, uh, uh, after the discovery of what they say is 215 probably children from residential schools uh, in a grave in Kamloops, uh, there was a strong... It's not a grave. It's not a mass grave, and they didn't discover anything, but go on. Uh, yeah, I, I know. Uh, <laughs> that's why I said uh, supposedly, I guess. Um, uh, which isn't to downplay the impact of genocide or anything Fuck. like that. We're just oh. talking about the specific details of the specific story. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the, that specific story was spun all the way up into total shame making mm-hmm. um, against really the nation itself. And it was a, it was a pre-Canada Day demoralization campaign uh, brought to you by what we call leftists. Why do you think they engage in this? What is the end result that they get out of this? The spinning of the narrative. Why do communists demoralize? <laughs> but come on, they're not true blue communists, even though they might have some commie tendencies. Like most people are f- well, I mean, freedom-loving people. Like, yeah, what, is the, what do you think yeah. the end game is? Or is it just a, a bitter you know, viciousness? Well, I mean, we're talking about a composite of ideologies, which includes what we call wokeism, Mm -hmm. which is sort of like the modern front face of socialism. And then there's also just postmodernism, which is it's it's, it's a different philosophical construct, but fits in simpatico with uh, wokeism very well. So an individual may have an opinion and they never got to the point of realizing that they're actually... Uh, dirty socialists, um, or they'll, they'll, they'll equivocate for the term socialism. Oh yeah, free healthcare. Oh yeah, this and that. So I mean, in Greg Miller's case, I don't really know. I don't really have any problem with Greg Miller except that he wanted to cancel Canada Day and use the uh, the tokenism of the indigenous. Uh, residential school issue as a way to dunk on Canada. And you look in his Twitter, he's never really celebrated Canada Day. He's not a big Canada Day guy. And so the joke here is that uh, Miller was confident that his proposal would be approved by city council. So he takes a big orange shit on the Canadian flag, and he's confident that city council will approve that, that proposal. And it, it, indeed they did. And so it's not just a swipe at Miller. It's it's not a, really a swipe at Miller at all. He's just the guy who happened to go out front and say the say the stuff. 
It's a swipe at city council and their entire political like paradigm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I guess we're just going to shit our own country. And so I have three, uh, four artworks here. We we'll jump through them mm-hmm. um, on the on the Greg Miller story. So Greg Miller was the guy who made the motion at city council to get the pride crosswalk built at Mate Cafe in St. Catharines, okay. the one that was vandalized. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, wouldn't it be funny if there was a Canadian flag crosswalk that got vandalized and put Greg Miller in the driver's seat there just to turn it around on them because he and they are very upset that someone did a burnout on the pride crosswalk while he's metaphorically doing a burnout on the Canadian flag. And uh, I kind of like that. I love the look on his face. Look at that helmet. <laughs> <laughs> but that helmet is just that helmet is priceless. I went a little bit. I did a couple too many. See, I thought the first one was a little puerile. Him taking a shit on the on the flag. That's like really base level crappy humor kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to uh, demonstrate that my satire skills are higher than just oh he took a shit. <laughs> so I did this one, and then I did two others in the in the political cartoon vein. Right? And this one I really like um, because this is again this is this is about political satire. It's not necessarily dunking on you, Greg. I'm dunking on the idea that you're going to strap yourself to a CRT rocket. Critical race theory. This is a huge topic these days. CRT, critical race theory. Really drop the R. It's critical theory that um, you know wokeism and so on and so forth. Uh, but Basically, oh, the, what's the ma- what's the masking tape there called? Uh, virtue signals. So he's 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 strapped himself with virtue signals. He's got a, a incendiary match, which is Twitter, and he's just launching. He's just gonna launch on Canada Day. Those are his Canada Day celebrations. Uh, yeah, you know. Greg Miller put on a rather memorable fireworks display for Canada Day. That, right, that's right, and we do remember. Um, and then there's one more, and this one I think, I love the artwork. Um, the the plumber here, uh, he says, "Oh, my kids also flush important things down the toilet," and then Greg Miller pops in and he's like, "Oh no, that was me." And uh, so the idea, of course, is, um, yeah, Canada has a history; it has problems, but to to destroy the very symbol. That unifies us. And again, as I said earlier, this was the same symbol that we as protesters in the freedom movement were waving around. And then by the end of those months, they were trying to flush that symbol down the toilet and offer us nothing except shame in return. This constant attack on patriotism. I heard Tim Dennis on 610 a couple years ago talk about use patriot and patriotism is like a a derogatory term. Right. When did that happen? When is it not? Well, cool I mean, to love your I, how, how does he use American as a derogatory term too? I'm not sure. Um, I mean, certainly, he's probably in the American context. I mean, patriot and patriarchy are linked words, but they're not necessarily the same. And so, in our like highly, what's this? More water? Yeah, thanks. It's fresh. In our uh, in our highly um, socialized by the feminist uh, ideology. Um, really, anything that's a uh, you know, pat father, paternal, is uh, is targeted for uh, undermining. So, 
I don't think that Tim Dennis is necessarily a, a radical feminist, but we are 35, 45 years into Canada being um, comfortably, comfortably what they call liberal, you know, feminist, uh, which, isn't a, which isn't a slight against equality uh, at all. It's a really... No, it's against the left-wing narrative and the Marxist right. bullshit and the indoctrination of That's our children. Right. And to just, uh, you know, this all goes back to the kids. And I, I got to I gotta say, I know I've made this point to you before, but, you know, so much of what I do today is after meeting your son. I mean, he's a beautiful boy, and you made the point, like, this kid's not going to see a human expression, yeah. which I've since... I, I knew this already, but the first thing a human does is register with a human expression. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's neurologically a, based. Yeah. And you know, after we did our first show and I walked out to, you know, and met your son, it, I was moved beyond like, I mean, this is important to me because it's the kids. That's you know? right. And this is what I feel like these radical lefties want to bring in drag queen story time. I got no problem with who you love. Or how you have sex. I don't think you should lead with it. I don't lead with, I'm a cisgender or whatever. I'm I'm a he- he- heterosexual. I don't, yeah, hi, I'm Jim Fannin. I'm heterosexual. Or, My hi, pronouns you, are he, him. Yeah, yeah. In case you, you couldn't hi, tell. I'm Jim Fannin. I like anal. Well, who fucking cares? <laughs> we don't care who you love and how you have sex. Like, it's Typically. ridiculous. And uh, anyways, I'm rambling. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, but these, you know, these... This is what we're fighting against are these narratives. I don't want you talking about sex to my kids. They don't care about sex. Right. <laughs> Let's not, you know, introduce it to them until they're ready. Like, imagine it that. It drives me nuts. But anyways, my point is, is that so much of what this, you know, my voice or whatever I'm doing right now is because of, you know, that day. It <sighs> registered on me, man. And uh, I love that kid. He's a beautiful boy. Here we go again. So we got black and white versions because yeah. uh, that there it is. Just jump through them. Okay. That this is the Pride Cop three. This is the final episode of of the Pride Cop series. Okay. Because uh, in the previous episode we introduced a character, they them. It's actually kind of funny. Uh, what's to say on the left there? Can you do a movie trailer voice while you uh. say it? He's a cisgendered, closeted, bisexual white male who's cheating on his wife. <laughs> <laughs> what about her? They is a gender fluid mixed race social justice warrior with a badge attitude. <laughs> <laughs> and look at where they have their flags. So here, there's a little subtle thing in this too. He's got the old pride flag. Be better. She, yeah, she's got the new pride flag. Um, and in my in my mind, I never explored this, but in my mind, these characters almost kind of represent the uh, the old left. Of equality versus the new left of equity, mm. and that's what those two symbols, flags, represent to me. In right, my, is that the old left is equality? Mm-hmm. I'm totally in favor. No, and that because of that flag on the right, the 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 the, 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 the Marxist Black Lives Matter, right, the one that includes all these chevrons. Mm-hmm. The old pride flag, the old rainbow, is now a conservative symbol, because as a more conservative-minded person, I would rather support and will support mm-hmm. the original pride flag, which me symbolically means all lives matter. Yeah, that's what that original flag means. One means Genesis one twenty-six. 
the whole spectrum. Now, now for the last 30, 40 years, you know, cr- Christian conservatives have said it's sacrilegious to use that rainbow because it's a symbol of how God will not punish mm-hmm. p- p- people and so on and so forth. That's not a point I ever, I ever make. I'm not that interested in that. I'm willing to accept the rainbow mm-hmm. as a transcendental symbol, meaning meaning all colors of people, all types of people. It's equality. The different. What's the difference between equality and equity? Equity is. Uh... Get making sure it's uh, equal outcome, not outcome, equal opportunity. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We so equal opportunity. What you do with it's up to you. The meritocracy, the best rise to the top, the hardest right. working. You don't get anything free. Whereas in equity, this, uh, this idea. Somebody said the other day that, that we. Are, I think it's uh, Glenn Beck. He said this years ago that we are creating a whole generation of serfs with the millennials. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, you'll you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Hmm. And then, so this leads to this is the cover artwork for Pride Cop Three, which is a, the next comic. Um, and it has. Uh, I thought, what would be the what's the most likely culprit for a motorcycle burnout on the Pride flag? So I had the I had my cop duo roll into a motorcycle club, and so that's what this is. Right. That's what this is. They roll into the motorcycle club. She pulls out his ta- her taser. They they pull out their taser, and uh, you know demand answers. Um, the the uh, motorcycle club guys say this is our safe space, and then they <laughs> then they laugh in her face, and then uh, then they have a little presentation there. This is true, by the way. There were vandalisms in June of uh, Pride crosswalks all across Ontario. So I have four listed here, like Aurelia or whatever. I'm not sure what, but like small towns um, all had their pride crosswalk. So I, I fictionalized that by pretending uh, that they noticed it as the d- investigators and they consider it to be uh, coordinated attacks, probably on 4chan of white supremacy, you know, just uh, taking it to that absurd level. And then that last panel, um, we've got we're back outside of Mate. They've just repainted, and they're installing security cameras to keep it safe. Mm-hmm. And there you go. So that's the end of the story of the of the Pride flag. Um, dark. Took a long An- time to do a- that. Another artwork. narrative that was badly twisted by the mayor and the media. Like that's this right. was done intentionally to disrespect all members of marginalized communities at all right. levels by he some hateful white supremacist. Yeah. And now we're going to find you. That's why we and make you're fun of you guys. Held to justice because someone did a burnout in the street. There's this weird thing where they think some people think that we make fun of the core issue. No, no, no. We're not making fun of gay people. Mm-mm. We're making fun of politicians who use gay people as tokens for unearned moral virtue. Exactly. Well said. Oh, so this is the, is this episode one? Episode one. Wow. Grant LaFish uh, finds is... the let's put his head on a stick. And this is my second time in artwork representing Dr. Herji with his head on a stick. They're a little fish Herji, Dr. Fishy Herji. And there's my fish, fish Alicia um, in Grant's imagination has just decapitated Herji. Grant LaFish's imagination. And this is a great series. I was so happy to get into this. Uh, I have six of them. And that took a couple weeks to get through. Um, and this is another one of the posts that was flagged as bullying and harassment. Really? Really. And what? then reinstated or no? Sorry, no. No, the, the episode two and episode three were. Okay. This one he didn't touch or was not touched by the flaggers. Right. So let's just jump through and see what else we got. 
There you go, episode two. Funny th- story. The La- Flesh did a. Uh, he got himself all dressed up. He's like, I'm ready for the award show. And then later that night, he's like, Congratulations to the winner. And I thought that was hilarious. He's <laughs> sitting at home on Zoom, dressed up in his little cowboy hat, and waiting to be announced the winner of something. And everyone else's name is mentioned. And so I have here. Uh, other writers, Mick made, made fish versions of their names, including Salmon Rushdie, which I think is, come on. <laughs> Salmon Rushdie. And uh, next, there you go. So, yeah, he, he lost that time. I mean, Grant LaFleche is Niagara's best journalist. He is an award-winning journalist. Uh, and he Grant lost this Fish year. in No Love Lost. Oh, man. So I'll get into the character a little bit more. So here Grant LaFish is, uh, <laughs> he's talking to a bunch of, uh, he's having speed dating. So this is a speed dating episode, and I try to get into the uh, the headspace a little bit. And my favorite one, my favorite joke in this one is is the uh, the starfish saying, "Oh, after six months of Biden, uh, Trump isn't so bad, eh?" And he just bashes his head on the ground, and uh, and then we meet here. We meet here a clam. Um, just can you read the what the uh, clam says? Uh, I hate it here. I've prepared some notes. Okay, so I'm an emotionally unavailable clam, soon to be divorced, soon to be single mother. That does not mean I am easy and don't make any pearl necklace jokes. I run a boxing club and I'm a regional counselor. I'm attracted to your pa 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 Er, <laughs> you have me at I hate. Yeah, so the fish they, gets his clam. The fish got his clam, and uh, I think we all know who we're talking about here, um, given that description. And so, in case it's not entirely explicit, uh, I think everyone knows that at some point, the fish and I mean. Lafish, no, he should be now now referred to as Lafish. Lafish and and and, and, and Lippy, Lafish <laughs> and Lip, um, had a relationship, and and so I just wanted well, to. They touch still upon have it. a relationship. Don't be. <laughs> you still they're still bumping uglies. Oh, I don't know about that, but I mean they're still very tight. Well, they are ideological accomplices. That's for sure, mm-hmm. and that's something I've observed over the years, uh, over the months um, with them, and there's. I have screenshots of them going back you know, 10 years and 15 or 12 years um, to the beginning of their friendship. And um, and then a lot of people say that they bump ugly. So I thought I'd point that out and uh, just use it yeah. as an opportunity to scare them both. Um, you know, whatever. Ah, so uh, Niagara Public Health has announced that they are going to redouble their efforts to reaching the youth. And uh, so they actually said that they wanted to access um, youth influencers. And I look around, really, who's the youth influencers in Niagara? Well, do it yourself. So we've got a series of, uh, you know, he, he, how do you do, fellow kids? Um, Yo Gabba Gabba, which I watch with my baby. And that last panel, yeah, open it up in the comments. The That one. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean that is Ooh Lordy. Ooh Lordy. Oh. Yeah. Shades of what's the artist? 
I'm not sure what you mean. Well, there was an artist. Little, little, uh, little, little Nas little, X. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's was... specifically a scene from Little Nas X's music video. <laughs> and the joke here is that Dr. Herji would do this if it meant influencing that age bracket. So it's just strictly a, you know, he's now a vaccine salesperson and he'll put himself in any position, any position at all to, uh, to get the youth vaccinated. Let's, let's continue forward. Uh, I love this artwork. This took a while. And that this is this is when I was like I got it. oh there you go we'll continue so there you go the pie day meltdown artistically represented this is Laura Ip um, baking pie so on on, uh, on March three fourteenth twenty twenty one Douglas sent her a message she didn't like the message and she had a meltdown online and then and continues outed sorry outed him publicly and outed him publicly and all that stuff but the point of this one is that she always project often if not always projects her own mistake onto the person of the other person narcissistic so, personality so she she made the she made pies it douglas ruined her pie day and Boy she went saying on you better watch your mouth or something or you got a mouth on you you got a mouth on you uh and we are watching, watching uh and you put a picture of kids yeah i mean i actually immediately went public i've never with it and DM'd said, people. i'm being harassed right I mean, I'm it, a victim. It was, this right. is unacceptable. And then months later, believes the same. So, so this was just. And then her boyfriend runs multiple stories about it. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Did he? Uh, no. no, no. But they do have that relationship, which raises eyebrows. Mm. Let's continue. Mm. Yummy, pie day. Three fourteen, baby. Oh, this is classic. Yeah. Doctor Tam. Doctor Tam. Glory hole. Glory hole. That is just disturbing. I mean, we're kind of exiting sick. the we're actually exiting the domain of the funny no, and into the domain of dark. the dark and, uh, and this gross. Is, this is like kind of anti-propaganda where uh, I'll, I'll visually represent something that encapsulates a variety of purposes. So, the idea of the glory hole that was funny and absurd, but this is also the child abuse. Um, this is also the accusations of her actually being a man. This is also like there's a lot of stuff going on here. Um, and and by the way, those kids represent all kids. They don't just represent boys. They don't just represent white kids. Those represent to me all kids. Although you might we might ask. I mean, I'm a, a father of a kid who looks kind of like that. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so the world we're building for them is. In my view, systemic abuse. Next. So here's my swipe at Trump. Uh, Daddy vaccine, mm -hmm. Donald J. Trump, Operation Warp Speed. Yeah. Uh, if anyone who is concerned about vaccines is still a Trump supporter, like I understand not being a Biden supporter, but look. Find someone else in America to be your leader, please. Yeah, really. Love you, Donald. Next. Not Kamala Harris. Uh, here, what's the quote say? Cause of death went against the chief medical officer. He's hanging, of course. It's a Ford reference. That's right. Doug Ford said that nobody will go against their chief medical officer. They might as well tie a rope around their neck and jump off a bridge. <laughs> and my question to you, Doug, is cotton or nylon? <laughs> go right ahead. The Vax van. The Vax van circling around your neighborhood for the foreseeable future. Ford's driving the bus. Here, G's serving the ice cream. Oh no, 
Oh, LaFish is on the back end of it with the ice cream. He's the press, and here Jesus is serving up the shot. That's out right. The window. And they've run over small businesses, children, and freedom. Freedom, children, and small yeah, businesses. Yeah, there we go, and it just continues. Then we got the last three episodes of LaFish. We don't have to go through them. I invite the viewers to, to take a look. This one's a great satire of our entire situation because uh, my in my LaFish world, the vaccine is a hook. Get the hook, which is funny because it's fish. And so... Fistula? He, fistula. You know what a fistula is? No. A fistula is a hole between two organs in the body. So, for example, after too much anal sex, some women will experience a fistula between their anus and their vagina. Oh you didn't know God. about that? Oh, man. Why are you making it about women? <laughs> it's not. No, I said in the definition, it's between two organs. So you can have a fistula between your your kidney and your other thing. Like oh. A fistula is a hole in the body between two organs. Okay. I don't, and it's uh, probably an infected hole. I don't even... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, um, I wish I didn't know that now. Well, you're the one who asked. You're <laughs> the one who asked. You should have Googled it first. I just yeah. thought it was a great name. I didn't know it had a meaning. <laughs> yeah, it has a meaning, all right. <laughs> you are fake news, LaFistula. <laughs> this article is about, this is real, folks. Grant LaFesh, LaFesh, and here Grant LaFesh, calling for the pro, for the arrest of protesters. The media called for our arrest, this and they true. got it. Mm-hmm. So, fuck you. Next. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and of course, Grant Grant's a big boxer. Mm-hmm. So I made sure to skewer him oh, in the hey boxing Grant. ring. And then How got, are you doing? <laughs> and then here I got to I'm sort like, of, so glad to see you. Yeah, I got to sort of satirize the people who hate him by putting them as characters. Like, oh, as a public-facing figure, I, I get a lot of undeserved hate. I'd love to see you. And look at the Jim Finnan was right. Where? You don't know that part of this one? Look yeah, at the bottom left. <laughs> Jim Finnan was right. How offensive. And here's an extra joke. So she says... Oh, the lobster j- says Jim Finnan is right. Is yeah. that a Jordan Peterson reference? It's, it's, that's also a Jordan Peterson <laughs> reference. Because I'm that dense of the references. So yeah. no, hold on. So we've got here... Uh, I'd love to show you my inbox. Oh, I'd love to see your inbox. Which turns back oh. into the, their, their banging joke. But the joke mm-hmm. is actually much deeper. The joke is she leaks regional council stuff to him and that was the post which i made i said Psst, i have a i know who your leaker is and i posted a screenshot of her admitting it in a grant lafleche story and that story was flagged and my account was deleted so so this isn't just a sex joke this is literally she does leak her email to him hmm. gosh i'm giving away all the secrets here all the behind the scenes, why I did it. And then there it is, episode six of six. Simple as pie. The hook is safe and effective. And you'll see how it floats full circle, wraps it back around to the fish wrap issue. Um, so he, it was a prequel the whole time. And there we go. And this is the latest and greatest. And I think this is a great way for us to end the episode. Um I am not necessarily anti-vaccine. I'm anti-coercion. The very f- um, you could yeah. be handling handing me a glass of water, and if you say to me, "If you don't drink this water, consequence, consequence," fuck your water. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like you said to me, I'm not anti-mask. I just choose not to wear one. 
Right. I'm not anti-vax. Do whatever you want. I'm not getting it. Yeah, I mean, I think there is a, a, a deeper is moral argument to be had there. Sure. If they yes, are harmful, if a mask yeah. is harmful and if a vaccine is harmful, Definitely. then then a simple it's your choice isn't a complete moral argument, but it's sufficient to have a policy which allows choice because uh, no one can impose one way or the other. Um, and here we have a pregnant woman who has been gagged tied up and so what do those symbols represent so we got the fines jail censorship lockdown that's right that is what we have endured so exactly do you actually expect me to get a vaccine after what you've done to us we can't even so much as speak up against simple issues so i'm against coercion lockdowns are vaccine coercion masks are vaccine coercion uh test and trace regimes are vaccine coercion Am I going to get you blocked from Facebook? Um, and and vaccine passports. The top issue of our day, the very, this is the moment we're in, people, vaccine passports uh, are coercion. And so here I have the guy from Saw. And yeah. the, the whole joke for me here is, like, after all of the things we've been through, no wonder we don't trust so I don't even care what the ingredients are. Like I said, it could be water. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I was in a position last year where even if there was a virus flying around that would hurt people, I choose freedom. Mm -hmm. I choose fundamental freedom. I do not choose tyranny because anyone who chooses safety over liberty gets neither and deserves neither. That's a quote. I didn't come up with that, as you know. So there we go. That is WTFN2. That's uh, the life and times of Shannon Leggett Falvey as told to Jim Fannin. Um, What's the facts? Niagara. Which is grammatically incorrect. Mm -hmm. ah, I don't care. Really, it means what the fuck? Honestly, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, follow me on Twitter, WTF Niagara. Links are in the show description Links below. Links are in the description. Click it, share it, like it. Tell, uh, tell our enemies that we talked about them. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, and have a nice day. I don't know. There's a lot more we could say, but I got to take a whiz. How about you? Yeah, I'm um, good. But uh, he called this a short episode. Mm. Primo's in. We are. Uh, let's see. An hour forty-one in. Holy crap! Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, Robbie, everything looks good on my end. I don't know if it's me freezing. I don't know. Maybe I am freezing a little bit. I hope we had a good episode here. My network looks like it's... Uh, Have a good time, folks. Yeah. I really got to go. Peace. Woo. Love. Hug your neighbor. And Woo. whatever you do. Take doing the little, the, that the, the pee wiggle. mask off your face. You can go. You're off camera now anyway. Right. Nice job. Shandor, everyone. Uh, like, comment, share. And if you hate it, tell us why. I should, uh, maybe I'll put up, uh, no, I was going to go out with uh, Maddie McPherson's tune, but. Want some? You want some, don't you? All right, Matt McPherson is M-Factor. It's spelled with a P-H, a K, and some other shit. I can't remember. This is called Want Some. Man, I'm really enjoying this tune. And more is coming from Matt. We might even do a live show Saturday with all of his instrumental music. Some, maybe some of his rap? I didn't know this kid rapped. 
Shandor also raps. This is Wansa, M Factor. I'm out.
shut up. Just don't. Well, make them say yes! I am beyond angry! Good night now!